0: Welcome to Freedom From Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening.
1: My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself. Thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hi, hey, welcome back. I am so excited to be here. I have not recorded a podcast in a while, and I decided to change the format of this podcast because I changed the title last year freedom from attachment, living fulfilled, happy, and in love, because, hell, I've been doing the journey of attachment before that for, what, five years, and the thing is, is that I decided, let's talk about what happens, you know, during you changing and growing from being attached into being you, because really, it is a journey to being yourself, right? And so I decided to change the format again. And so I took a few weeks off because I really wanted to think about what that looked like. And so you will notice that there are certain things that are new as I talk today and certain things that are not new. So with all that said, let me get started. And I'm messing with my hair because I'm not having a good hair day. It's kind of a in-betweener day. All right, here we go. We are talking today, episode 615, and it is the secret to settling for good enough and loving it. It's not depressing, folks. Just want to give you that up front. This is not a depressing podcast. This is a a great podcast for a lot of reasons. And I feel like a lot of us get kind of stuck in what we think things should be versus what reality is. And reality is that we're all human beings. Okay? All right. So let us get into this. And hey, if this is you... And you are stuck in that chemistry land, right, where you're attached and all of that good shit, where you feel like, oh, my God, am I ever going to feel better? Am I ever going to have the relationship I want? You know, am I ever going to feel like I can just be me, right? Because a lot of us don't even feel like we can be ourselves in relationships. So I have a 21-day program that is starting January 10th. So this is coming out January 4th. So you guys have plenty of time to sign up and it's about, it's called hooked on chemistry, but it's about really taking a trip into leaving that behind. Okay. And that segues into what I'm talking about today. But if you're interested, you can go to my website and sign up. Uh, You can shoot an email info at tracycrossley.com, and we can send you a link, but I believe there is a link on the website. Um, I don't get that into where things are located, which I probably should before I start talking. Anyway, but it's important because a lot of times if we don't have that intense chemistry, what do we think? Mm -hmm. We think we're settling, right? We think there's something wrong. We think it's boring. So the hook here is exploring what the secret is to stop worrying about it. If you are worried, oh, I'm settling or I'm not settling, and really just start to enjoy where you are and what it's like to be good enough. Because I hate to say it, when it comes to worrying about settling, it's more about your self-value than it is about settling and the other person. Yep. And that's kind of hard to hear, because most of us want to relay it to the other person. We don't have that kind of chemistry. I don't have those kind of feelings for them. But a lot of times the feelings we have for people aren't really related to reality. They're more about the fantasy we have of what the relationship could possibly be at some point when there is intense chemistry. Because when there's intense chemistry, I can guarantee you there is dysfunction. So anyways, why does this matter? Why does this matter? See, we're going right into Why does this matter? It's important because if you do not get out of the idea of perfection or missing out or choosing wrong, you will always be looking for something that doesn't exist. It's going to keep you stuck. It will. It can keep you stuck for decades. Always looking for that perfect person, the perfect idea. God, this doesn't feel, I don't know, exciting enough. This feels like it's boring. This isn't what I pictured for myself. We all are stuck like in a movie ending, Okay. This is a problem because it's not reality. So it can keep you stuck alone. Yeah, I've been here, done that. Thank you very much. Or in a really shitty place, afraid to make make a move because we might be in that relationship that has some chemistry, but kind of feels like, "Mm, I don't know. Oh God, should I give this up? Not give this up. And then you're complaining about it and then you don't want to let go of it. And so you just keep you know being stuck in this like viral i was going to say this uh sort of viral circular motion meaning it has a lot of intensity to it okay so you might even make something up you think exists because you've seen it in a movie or you imagine people actually live this way and therefore everything else is settling in your mind like you may just have this riding off into the sunset sort of idea in You know, the relationship you're in or in a relationship you want to be in. And it's not realistic because everyday relationships aren't riding off into the sunset 24/7. It's just human beings aren't built that way. We're built for comfort. (laughs) That's what's so funny. You know, like we think everybody has all this energy to like stay at this intense level, but the intensity isn't something healthy. It's unhealthy because it usually means you're not. Connected to yourself, right? And that is important. So, this is a cycle you end up repeating the behavior and get you the results that you're going, oh my God, I can't believe this shit's happening again. But this is also why it really matters. You have a belief. It may not be something you're consciously aware of, but if you listen to the voice in your head, it comes down to you do not think you're good enough. Yeah, it means it influences your search and your indecision or inability to commit emotionally. It really does. So the fear of missing out on something better does not take into account that you will still be you. (laughs) Isn't it funny? Like sit with that for a second before I go on. Like just sit with that for a second. Like, okay, I'm still going to be me. What is horrible about being me? And a lot of us don't want to admit this kind of shit to ourselves, right? We'll start naming off things that are great about us. Well, you know, I'm great at my job, or I keep a clean house, or, you know, I have a nice car. Like, we'll start looking for things. But that's not really what we do when we worry about settling and wanting something to be perfect or our ideal. We're not doing that. Okay, that's why when I ask people to stop and really like look at something, it's because you really want to look at what am I actually feeling about myself and feeling about the voice in my head, right? That constantly nitpicks at me, that tells me this could be better and maybe I shouldn't settle and I'm settling because there's no fireworks shooting out of my ass or something like that, right? So you really want to look at what is it That's going on inside of me because it's influencing what I do. It makes you choose this or choose that instead of how do I really feel? Hey, I feel calm. I'm happy. I'm smiling. Hmm. Maybe there's value in that, right? But it all comes back to if you feel good enough and what are other people going to say? Even though you may not have that going in your head, that's how you're reacting to it. All right. So, here's the deal. Fear of missing out on something better does not take into account that you're still going to be you, not a better or worse version of yourself, but you with the same point of view, feelings, and ways of acting. And that means you're going to be in the same pattern of wondering all the time if better exists. Settling is a reflection of yourself. It's the not good enough part, like I just said, and the relationship you have with yourself. Basically, how do you treat you? Most of us don't even see how we treat ourselves. We say one thing and do another. I'm being an asshole to myself when I do that. If I say I'm going to eat healthy, I always use eating because eating is such a big thing next to love, right? (laughs) It's like if I'm not being loved, I'm eating, right? Give me that gallon of ice cream. I'm kidding. But point is, you wake up, you're like, I'm going to eat healthy. And the minute you, you know, like you make a, a blanket statement like that, right? And I'm not saying you have to. I'm just showing you what happens. So if I say that I'm going to eat healthy, what happens is I will feel like I'm walking a tight wire, right? I feel that pressure to do it. And then an opportunity comes for me to make an excuse and lie to myself and go, oh, oh, I'm just going to have pizza this once. I'll only have a slice. Then I have five, right? Because who stops at one? So there, uh, what happens? I feel shame. I feel shitty. I have now fulfilled the not good enough part, that belief I have already. And so my relationship with myself is in the shitter. So what would be better to do in that situation as an example? Well, to me, I would go, all right, I am going to eat more fruits, more vegetables today. That's actually what I do. (laughs) Um, It doesn't say I can't have this or I can't have that because then I feel like I'm on a diet. But when I say I'm going to add more fruits and vegetables, and even if it's an apple, you know, or one or two things... Then what I end up feeling is I feel a sense of, oh, I feel in alignment with myself. I don't feel not good enough. I feel good enough. So I have to look at when I make those blanket statements, like you can't do this or you can do this, you know, like a rule, then I'm setting myself up to treat me like I'm not good enough. Like I've got to tell myself, you better do this, Tracy, or you're an idiot or whatever. Okay. So it's basically, again, how you treat you, how you see yourself, you feel inside of yourself, you see possibilities or impossibilities for yourself. It's all related. If not feeling good enough, there are always obstacles to happiness, to what you believe is possible or impossible for you. And hey, if you're attached, you have a belief that you're not good enough. You have a belief that you're not good enough. I don't care what you say, you have that belief because It is from childhood. It's not because there's really something wrong with you. It's because of what you believe. So you have a belief that if somehow the person or the circumstances changing would help you to have your fantasy come true, then you would not be settling. Attachment, it feels like your worst nightmare, right? It feels like settling on the one hand and you fight to not make it so, but then you're doing that and then you're afraid you're going to lose them. So then you're holding on, right? It's like you're talking out both sides of your mouth to yourself. And to the other person, probably, because you feel so shitty. So what is an example of this? Well, my client Asia knew she operated on fear. Everything felt like it was against her when it came to love her money. It made her believe she had to prove herself. She's a vice president of marketing in a corporate position, and she had taken like a lot of peak performance training, which is a lot of mental training, by the way, and was very disciplined when it came to her work ethic. In her personal life, she worked hard as the organizer for dinners with friends, um, throwing parties, being the leader of the vacation, you know, like setting everything up for that. She's in her early 30s and could not get into a lasting relationship. So she met Bob and her carefully manicured life fell apart, or at least she felt it did. She always did a good job of hiding her anxiety, but now it was as if she said it was difficult to find to, excuse me to hide her crazy i've literally had more clients in asia where they're like um so i can't tell this to the person i'm dating because they don't need to know that i'm talking to you because they're going to think i'm crazy see and this is all in their head about it and also what they're choosing in a partner or i should say in relating to another person right they're only going to show the good parts don't show the crazy But when you hide the crazy, all the crazy does is get crazier. Anyways, so Asia wanted to get closer to Bob, and so she could feel him pull away. And when he drew close to her, she would then second-guess the relationship and wonder if there was something better out there. As she second-guessed, she could also feel herself start to do things to distance from Bob. Just like predicted, he would then pull back, and her anxiety would kick in, and she would fantasize about them ending up together, though she felt there was plenty wrong with him. Her cycle made her nuts. Yeah, I've been in the cycle. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Uh, she was afraid she could not have what she wanted and that she would choose Bob or someone like him who she felt needed a lot of work before he was good enough. I worked with her and she started to see how Bob was a reflection of her. Both felt not good enough but did not realize it. They didn't see it or understand their own fear and require distance to feel less anxious when they felt the other was getting too close to them, right? That's why they were like a yo-yo or a rubber band going back and forth. So Asia wanted to be in control and was not most of the time, so she strategized constantly about strategically planning things that she thought Bob would love, only to find he did not or would not show up. Isn't it? It's crazy-making, yeah. Asia thought about her mom a lot, always sacrificing for her dad. So never being her own person and her mom to Asia appeared miserable. So Asia, in working with me, was finally willing to do things differently. And it took a lot. It's not like you snap your fingers and you're willing to take certain kinds of risks. A lot of us are afraid of taking risks because we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, so anyways, for her, she wanted to feel different. She wanted to feel good and getting close to someone and not have attachment be what drove her to be with somebody she also wanted to relax to be herself and not compete to have the best guy in understanding her not good enough belief along with some others she started to really do the work she stopped focusing on bob she stopped all her bullshit over time not in one day okay just letting you know um i always was trying to do things super fast by the way i'm like oh my god i can't stand this no i everybody takes five years to get over this it's going to take me a week you know, that was always my mentality. So anyway, so she got over her bullshit over time and basically, you know, whatever it was that was making her crazy, she stopped feeling so crazy because she started to treat herself with love and respect, which again, that's something that you don't just go, I'm going to be loving and kind to myself. It's not that simple. So the short answer became she stopped worrying about worrying about the settling part, Okay as she realized what it actually meant she realized she already settled everywhere in her life (laughs) it's kind of funny when you open pandora's box right and since she had not looked at what fulfilled her or fed her or made her happy she didn't know what made her happy she had no idea she was just doing the right thing all the time right so she started to look at holy crap what do i even want my life to look like how do i want to feel in it So, months later, and her relationship with Bob had changed, actually, a lot. And for the first time, she was happy. And they are talking about moving in together. And this is a person who I would say, when she showed up, who knew what was going to happen with the relationship with Bob, and also that things can happen when you let go, not let go mentally, let go emotionally, you know, but you've got to be able to do this kind of work. And again, if you're doing it on your own, great. But if you feel like, you know what, I'm not doing this that well on my own, I'm really in my head still, then email info at tracycrossley.com and we will get you some help or you can email Aaron. I mean, there's many emails you can send, but if you send an info at tracycrossley.com, we can get them to somebody who can talk to you about the programs that I offer. So the lesson here is that Asia and many of my other clients had to do a deep dive, and it meant what you need to do daily. I'm calling the secret sauce, and and by the way, how I've structured this, the lesson here is that Asia, right? That's going to be in all the podcasts, so we're going to move, you know, from why it's important to the example to the lesson is here. That's just so you guys know and your brains can get used to it. Somebody told me that everybody's brain gets used to the format, so anyways, I'm going to call this the secret sauce to being okay with not being good enough your daily breakthrough, all right? So this is what I want you to do, and you're probably going to need to repeat this or write it down or get a transcript of this. Um, we used to offer transcripts, but nobody ever bought them, so and we they're like a buck or something. I don't even remember what you offered them for, but nobody ever did. But if I get enough emails saying, please, 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 then maybe we'll do it again. All right. So this is what I want you to do. Number one, each morning, I want you, before you get out of bed, take about a minute. You don't have to take 10 minutes, just a minute. Okay. And what I want you to do is I want you to do a body scan. All right. So you're going to probably find some funk somewhere, you know, maybe some heaviness, some stiffness, just sit with that for a second. You don't need to get rid of it. Just connect to it. And then what I want you to do, and this is kind of reversed because usually if you start visualizing, then the funk comes in, but now you're aware of the funk to begin with. So I want you to visualize your day for that minute about not every little thing, but your feeling, feel, how does it feel? Does it match to what it looks like? Okay. So what I mean is you don't have to go, okay, I'm going to do this with George and I'm going to do this with Susie. And then I'm going to, that's not what I'm saying. It's just kind of like skimming over your day, you know, like let's say you're going to work. So you see some work things and, Maybe in the work things you see yourself smiling or laughing or feeling confident, right? You know, you turn turned that project in or you've won something for a client or you want a new client or, or whatever it is, okay? See that, visualize it, and again, get to how it feels. And also notice that the funk is still there because you don't want to ignore the funk. It's okay that the funk is there. Just be with the funk. But at the same time, I want you to see how it feels. Does it match? Does it match? because if it matches, like, you know what? I feel I'm going to have a great day. Let's just say it's there. If you don't, okay, and it feels funk, guess what? Then what you need to do, this is part of something you can do every day, what emotionally risky action do you need to take to make a change toward how you want to feel by the end of your day? This exercise, all right, is going to change all parts of your life and make you feel good enough. Why? You're giving attention to yourself. Most of us do not pay attention to ourselves. Even if I go to the gym, yeah, I'm paying attention to certain aspects, but I'm not really paying attention to the deeper self, okay? So that's what it's going to allow you to do. This is going to help you to build that muscle of self-value by having self-value not being a good enough, not being good enough, stop secretly leading your choices and actions that you take on a daily basis. So you gotta remember, this is not about pushing or forcing others to comply at all, which is a beautiful thing, right? Doesn't that feel lighter and better? It does to me. So once you start developing this awareness, you then need to be aware of the choices you make each day. When you make a choice, check into your gut. What does your gut tell you? How does it feel? You know, again, it feels, and this is, you know, like you could set an alarm to do this, by the way, literally, just like lunchtime, set an alarm. How do I feel? You know, check into your gut midday. You know, what does it tell you? How does it feel? It feels heavy that you're probably choosing from fear. Uh Uh-oh, what am I doing that's choosing from fear? And a lot of us get stuck in patterns that are fearful-based patterns. So you may not notice it until you actually pay attention to it. So, if you feel a sense of lightness and you feel a sense of joy, then you're choosing from the opposite of fear. And just this awareness, again, can also make a difference. Things I'm asking you to do can change your whole life, but it's hard to do this on your own because we have a lot of resistance to doing it. We have a fear of loss. Those are the things that we work on in my programs. And this is a shift that I had to work through for years because I did a lot of it on my own and it took a freaking long time. But I did not realize and you may not either, that when you're making fear-based choices, a lot of times we don't realize it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's in hindsight, or we're able to step out of it and go, oh my God, I'm making these fear-based choices. No wonder I feel like I'm settling. No wonder I feel like I'm not good enough, right? So this awareness makes a huge difference. These things build up your self-value, and the whole am I settling thing stops being a thing. Like, it's not a thing in my life. I never go, oh God, am I settling? I'm not settling. You know why I'm not settling? Because I keep moving forward with emotionally risky action. I don't bullshit myself, okay? I do the things I'm saying to you to do. So, you know, when you take action, even if you still need to make fear-based choices, they're going to feel like you need to do it less. You'll notice that you don't subject yourself to making decisions out of fear as much. You might still in certain positions, and that's okay. And Don't beat yourself up for it. It happens slowly, so be patient. So there's a couple of things, you know, that I, you know, really recommend you do daily. And again, if you need help, you can always go to info at and we will share those programs with you. So I did keep this from the old podcast, which is a universal truth. You have a right to a universal truth, and that is to keep freaking out about settling or look at your life right now, right now. Does it feel like you're settling? If you are in a struggle, I guarantee you're settling. Or you can do what's difficult and step up and have an awesome life that you always wanted to. It's possible even if you feel like it's impossible. So I'm going to wrap this up with, this is what we talked about today, and that is the secret to settling for good enough and loving it. It is to stop the behaviors that keep you running from your own sense of not good enough. And trying to find your sense of self, of feeling good enough through your outside achievements, attachments, or partners is not where you're going to go. Isn't that funny? Because a lot of us, we are stuck in that I only feel good enough if everything outside of me is okay. You know, my friends, if everything's there, or they're asking me to go and hang out with them, or I have a great partner, or my attachment is okay. That's a lot of how we gauge if we are feeling good enough or worth it. And that is not going to lead you where you want to go. And so I was going to put in at the end, you know, about the podcasts. Like I always say, oh, there's like three other podcasts. Well, you can just go to my website and pop. We have a search bar there on the podcast page. There's a specific podcast page that has all the episodes. And if you're looking for something with a keyword, just put the keyword in and it'll do a search and you will end up with all of the podcasts that have that name. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't know if people really use when I say, okay, go to these three podcasts. And that's what I do. (laughs) I just gave away my secret. That's what I do when I've done the podcasts, Okay. All right, you guys, you all take care and I will see you next time. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit TracyCrossley.com.